Morning show Tuesday, November 29. Toby and TJ back with you. There you go, TJ. We got Porter Moser coming up live, bottom of this hour. You know, something I didn't notice before until I'm putting in this baseball schedule, TJ. Uh, they played Wichita State three times this year, twice in Wichita, once in uh, Norman, three different midweeks. I didn't pick up on that before. And the series against Stanford here in Norman is a four-game series. I didn't realize that. They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I guess I didn't notice that either. That's pretty odd. Yeah. Uh, Cool. That's cool, but odd. All right. um, Okay, the question was asked right before the break, and I just quickly put some thought to it. Which was the most disappointing in, uh, in the last dozen years or so? That like the team that got close but didn't win it, I think is the question. Is that right? So we've had some football, college right. football playoff teams that didn't win it. We've had the final four basketball team that didn't win it. We had last year's college world series championship series team that didn't win it. All disappointing, right? When you're that close to a title and you don't win it, Absolutely. they're all, Absolutely. all disappointing. I mean, my quick answer was just based on kind of how I felt going in, like, all of the college football playoffs, I think the 16 team that lost to Georgia in the Rose Bowl was the one I felt the best about. Everyone would probably agree with that, right? Like, I felt like this team probably has the best shot at winning it, but I don't know that I felt like they were the favorite. They still had to get by Georgia and Alabama. Right. Last year... I certainly didn't feel like OU was the favorite going into the College World Series. Now, they were on a roll, and it was exciting to be there. But if you sat me down before the event started, I would not have picked them, nor would anyone have picked Nobody. them as the favorite no, I don't think in. anyone would have. Right. I don't remember what the odds were going into that Final Four. Probably North Carolina was the favorite. But, man, OU was rolling, man. They just disintegrated Texas A&M and Oregon in the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 games. They had already beaten Villanova once that year by, like, 20. I just had such a good feeling going into that Final Four. It's like, they're winning this whole thing. Buddy, this team has unbelievable chemistry. This is the best team in the nation. They're winning this thing. And then they got just immediately trounced. Just Villanova refused to miss a shot. 
So I don't know. I mean, I don't. You could talk me out of that answer. I think maybe that would be my answer, just because of expectation going in. But I don't know, man. I that Rose Bowl loss was awfully disappointing. This is difficult because you're dealing with two bigger than life superstars in two of these sports, and Baker and and Buddy, and then you're dealing with a team that just came together. And Cade Don't Horton, discount Cade Horton, my friend. Well, Cade, I was about to say, and Cade Horton became just dynamic and just became uh, bigger than life in that run. Put some respect on Jimmy Crooks's name. <laughs> well, that's right. They're, they're, it's a great team. There's a lot of great players on that team. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, you had those two bigger than life individuals. It might have been baseball for me. Yeah. Um, Basketball is probably right there. Those would be my two choices because. You've never seen basketball do it. And they were right there, and to have Buddy capture that and be that guy would have been tremendous. But, man, that baseball team, the run they got on was so much fun. Yep, yep. Skip became just a different person. You saw, like, the weight of a lot of stuff come off of him, and he, it, things clicked. It was just – there's no right there's no right or easy answer. They're all disappointing. Yeah, they all, uh, they all hurt. But, man – I that I think baseball too was so special too because we were on that Disney cruise watching them on that run and <laughs> watching on the ship and screaming and people wondering what we're watching on our phone and stuff. So I'll always have that memory of where we were watching that game and everything. And um, have you guys noticed how many of TJ's stories include him <laughs> watching OU games on vacation? All different sports. Yeah, we were on vacation that week. Really? It was the summer. It wasn't like that was unusual really? to take a vacation in June. Yeah. So, oh man, yeah, because like it's different for football. Like the they are expected you always to be expect there. them to win it. Right, you're supposed to be there, especially during the the stretch they were on. Right, is there. it an accomplishment? Is it exciting to be there? Of course it is. But that's like okay now it starts right if you're an OU fan all right we got here we took care of that now let's go win the thing like it's it's exciting to be there but it is so it is such a monster that it's just the expectation when basketball or baseball gets there they've had to they've had to pull off something magical to get there you get caught up in this magic carpet ride that gets you to a Final Four mm-hmm. or to a College World Series. So, I don't know. I don't know. They're all disappointing. They're Did all you disappointing. have one that it's maybe hard to say for you because, like, when it ended, when the, the final buzzer ended or the final out, whatever, um, clock expired, is one? did one hit your gut differently? That you remember, probably about the same. They're all disappointing, like you said. And the, the the Villanova thing was just such a runaway. I would say, I'm thinking. So this is hard to explain without, like, feeling like you prefer one sport over the other. That's not the case, but. How we travel and cover teams is drastically different with football than the other two sports. Mm -hmm. We are separated from the football team. I mean, and 
I don't mean like we'll stay in the hotel and some of the guys might be on the team plane and all that kind of stuff, but we're not like in meetings. At least I'm not. Maybe Teddy and Gabe get into some stuff, but we're not in meetings. We're not having dinner with the coaching staff and stuff. That's that we do that in basketball and baseball. You get very you you get embedded with these guys in basketball and baseball. You know the players, you know the coaches, you know the families. We sit next to each other on planes and at dinner, and they they invite us into film sessions and walkthroughs, and there's just a different level of intimacy with those two programs than there is with football. And it's got to be that way. I understand. There's There's so much secrecy that goes into football that we're kind of kept at arm's length to some extent. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I love OU football. We all love OU football. So it's a gut punch when they don't win. But I don't know um I don't know Dylan Gabriel. I've talked to him, but I don't know him. I don't know Anton Harrison or uh Jalil Farouk. You know? I don't know him. I know all these baseball and basketball guys really well by the end of a season, really well. And so that makes your heart hurt a little more when you see them hurting. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. So probably I would say that. Like, I was devastated for Buddy. Devastated. That team. Lon... Ryan, I love that team and those guys. And it was such an abrupt end to a magical ride. I mean, it was almost like by the second media timeout, right? You were like, this ain't happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Right? That's why I said that one, it, you knew it was done quickly. So, uh, I don't know. That one felt different. That one was almost a little nauseating because of the way it ended. If it had been a last second, like if it had been like that championship game where Villanova threw one in at the buzzer from 30 feet, that would have hurt. That would have really, really hurt. But to get blown out, that team did not deserve to be humiliated on a national stage and be like the answer to a trivia question. Who's the worst team to ever lose? And, you know, that that, that team didn't deserve that. They were a great team. So, I felt re- I felt really bad for the baseball team last year too. But plus, with football, you're always in a hurry at the end of a game. Like you gotta get packed up. We gotta catch the plane. We gotta we got a ton of equipment to wrap up. There's not a lot of time to just sit there and reflect at the end of a football game. Yeah, you're always go 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 go. Uh, baseball and basketball, there's a little more of kind of just sitting there and going, well, I guess that's it. What about you? Um, it's baseball for me, and that just is—it's it, the sport that I love more than any other. Uh, I know people fall over or probably driving off the road when I say that. When I love baseball over football and stuff, so I, like I said, I think it's last year. I mean, this last season, it that was crushing for me, and, and that probably would have been more for basketball had they been in that game. But like you said, you knew pretty quick in that night, it's just not their night. So baseball 
the one constant. Baseball loves – TJ loves baseball so much, he went on a Disney cruise when they went to the Caribbean. <laughs> That's how much he loves those guys. That's right. Hey. We're rooting for you guys from the Caribbean. Maybe that was the superstitious spark that they needed to make that run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like the uh, texter took us to a hard place today emotionally. Well, here's the one of the places I found. Somebody else has set this in. This is one of the places you need to eat. Uh, this is a guy that says, uh, work in South Philly. No Genos or Pats. He says, John's Roast Pork, which is the second time that place has been sent in today. All right. So that's John's. from a guy in South Philly. John's Roast Pork. That doesn't sound like a cheesesteak place. I mean, I'm only going to be there for one meal, people, so I can't – there's only so much I can do, and I don't even know if I've got freedom to go do anything. Can you so door dash you right there to courtside as you're calling the game? Have a just just have two or three places deliver cheesesteaks. Is then it an 11.30 tip? You break so, it down for us as you're going time. through the game. Yeah, Taste uh, testing. <laughs> first, mm-hmm. first 10 minutes of the game, you have this one. Second 10 minutes, yeah. you, you know, keep going. See how many you can get through. I do like that idea a lot. <laughs> Kevin Henry sitting there eating him with his fork. Mm. Mm. You know what? Savory. The bread, though. <laughs> bread is a little soggy on this one. I give it a 7.4. Hand me the next one. Uh, I'm not a big Philly guy, too. I've been there. Like, I've been there. Let's see. I guess just. I guess just a couple of times in my life. I feel like it's been. Every time I'm there, I'm just like, I don't know. I can't wait to get out. Never been. I don't. I don't mind New York City. Mm-hmm. There's some other places on the East Coast I've been. Philly, I just like. I don't know. I feel like the place is angry all the time. Like everybody's angry. <laughs> and New York's just pleasant. Walking no, that's through. true. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. Well, let me think about it. We lost in Philly. We lost. Maybe it has to do with that. We're going back there with football. They play Temple up there, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometime soon, right? Isn't it in the next three or four years they play Temple at uh, the Eagle Stadium, I think? It's, um, I want to say, like, that's the 26th. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe we go up there and win, and I have a good cheesesteak, and I'll change my tune on everything. I went there in high school, though. We did the whole Liberty Bell thing and the Freedom Hall and ran the Rocky Steps and all those kind of things. So it's got some cool things in it, I guess. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ with you. R.K. Black brings you this hour. Been around since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses right here in Oklahoma and in Kansas. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Roger in Fort Hood. Oh, he's uh, chiming in on the uh, text line. Uh, huh. I was answering the other line, by the way. The phone lines blew up there for a second. I didn't get to a couple of you. Roger may be texting now because he didn't get to uh, call in. Toby, do you think Caleb Williams is an average quarterback that cannot read defenses? No. 
he has improved this year. And he's the key to what's going on there. Well, of course, I mean, he's the quarterback. You mentioned the uh, turnover margin and all that, but and the defense has played uh, much better than I expected. But he's at a high – well, he's going to win the Heisman. I mean, there's nothing that can happen this week that's going to lose him the Heisman unless he went out there and threw five picks. I mean, he would have to have – What if Duggan played out of his mind and Caleb was bad? Um, How bad, though? That's what I'm asking. Like, if they just lose and he has a decent game, I mean, he throws a pick or two, yeah. maybe. I, I, it's his – He's not losing it. It's his. I mean, so. I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of USC this year, but his statistics are unbelievable, and he obviously has improved in his ability to read defenses, I assume. I don't know. Maybe the Pac-12 is just that bad, but are they? maybe they're not dropping eight on him. No, he's, he's a really good quarterback. I wish T. Rowe would make a YouTube channel of places he eats and reviews. Calls it yeah. T. Rowe Eats. I don't know, man. No? I'm, I'm too. I'm overexposed as it is. I don't need a YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight, not go out there and eat all. He's the overexposed on his OnlyFans channel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Check him out there. Uh, <laughs> this person, the '88 basketball final, felt like we may never get oh, that yeah. chance again, and still well, haven't. David that's the right. That's the right answer. I wasn't calling the games back then. I was only trying to think of the last twelve years. But that's the right answer all the time because I was already, you know, I was. It's just a matter of how hard we were going to celebrate that night, right? It was over. Kansas, <laughs> I already beat them many times. That was devastating. Uh, it was heartbreaking, especially the way they handled Villanova earlier in the season. Uh, on the other hand, what was this, a continuation here? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I'll start from the uh, previous text in case this is all run together here. If the World Cup was in the summer where it belongs, I would watch it. I have to. I have too much real American football and college pro plus basketball. So, Toby, are you un-American? LOL, just kidding, buddy. Just don't have time to watch. On the other hand, on the other hand it Stoops was our coach for the Rose Bowl. We win it at least that semifinal game against Georgia. We win that semifinal game against Georgia. I mean, why? Maybe, I don't know, but why? I, 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 that's an impossible question to answer. Like, we lost football games when Bob Stoops was here, so, I mean, what? maybe they win that game. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't squib kick it. Is that your thinking? Maybe he uh, he doesn't run one of the plays that you didn't like called in the fourth quarter? I don't know. <laughs> but... um. Was the first part of that World Cup? Yeah, uh, the, t- the texter's right. The tournament belongs in the summer. Everybody knows that. It's one of the problems of it being in Qatar. It's one of the reasons that this thing's been a disaster this year. Everybody would rather it be in the summer when it doesn't have as much competition. However, it's not really up against all those other things that you've been saying, except on uh, Saturday. Like it's not it's up against college football a little bit. Like the games have been at four o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning, and one o'clock in the afternoon. Like today's games at one o'clock in the afternoon. The U.S. game, the most important game so far, is at one o'clock in the afternoon. It's not up against anything except your work. So you know, I agree with you though. <laughs> your dang employment's in the way. No, I mean, but they listed off all those other sports they're more into. Yeah. None of those are going on at 1 o'clock in That's the afternoon true. today. That's true. 
Uh, 2008 Florida was the worst feeling I've ever had as a fan. We had that natty in the palm of our hand, and we let it get away. 08? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, that one did hurt. Uh, baseball is the right answer because softball had just won, and we were going to be diamond champs in both. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one cool. too. That is cool. <laughs> oh, those old Miss fans, man. So annoying. Uh, this person? It's football. Definitely OU Georgia because we blew the second half and Georgia barely lost to Alabama. No oh. question, it was the Rose Bowl. Mark and Norman. What are we doing to ourselves right now? <laughs> we've, we've done a pretty depressing what show today, it seems to like. ourselves, people? That uh, one stunk. Good morning. The Sooners are up to number 18 in the RPI rankings. Boomer Sooner beat Nova. Have a great day, gentlemen, from yes. the McPherson family. Wait, I I turn it around, McPherson family. Thank you, McPherson family. I wonder if the new bracketology is out yet. I think it comes out later today. I'll have to check and see uh, if we're back in the field this week or not. You missed it last week. Lenardi had us among the uh, first four out last Ooh, week. Ooh, how about that? Mm-hmm. That was before we went to Orlando and uh, took care of business. Porter Moser coming up live next segment, by the way. Hey, speaking of World Cup, uh, I do need if you would – oh, yeah, bracketology is out – if you would allow me to, TJ, share the schedule, because you know our World Cup coverage is brought to folks by All-American Roofing. Look at you. Look at you. I can't just ignore it. I don't hate on it like you do. Uh, where's my scores at? Hang on. Move. 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 Yeah, click on that. Okay, here we go. Here's what's coming up. Uh, well, let's first start yesterday. Serbia, Cameroon tied at three. Lots of goals yesterday. Ghana beat South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. South Korea three to two. Shane Beamer lost to Ghana yesterday. Brazil over Switzerland one nil. Portugal and uh, Ronaldo over Uruguay two nil. Here's your schedule today. Now today starts the third games of pool play, which means we've got simultaneous games today. They do this so teams can't. Uh, tank or cheat they got games going on at the same time 9 a.m this morning two games ecuador versus senegal and netherlands versus qatar that's the two group a games then one o'clock this afternoon two games u.s iran england and wales the top two teams in that group b advance it's really simple for the u.s if they win they advance if anything else happens they don't they lose or they draw, they're out. They could finish first or second with a win, depending on what England does. It's more likely that they would finish second in their group, but it's still possible that they could win it. But they got to win the game today to advance over Iran, and that's at 1 o'clock. World Cup update brought to you by All-American Roofing. Uh, TJ, anything else about All-American? Oh, here it is. Hang on a second. Locally owned and operated, repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years. Google guaranteed contractors. They offer free inspections. You can call 405-787-0400 to uh, hit them up. Okay, break time. When we come back, Porter Moser, fresh off a championship at the ESPN Events Invitational, joins us live. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. A lot of people go to Disney World and uh, bring home some mouse ears, TJ. Porter Moser brought home a trophy 
the ESPN Events Invitational. They defeat Ole Miss on Sunday afternoon, getting set to go to Philadelphia now this weekend. We welcome in now the head coach. Coach, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Toby. I'm great. I'm great. How are you? We're doing good. Congratulations on uh, the way your team played down there in Orlando. What do you What do you feel like you found out about your team this weekend, Coach? You know, I, I can't give the players enough credit for being resilient. Um, you work all summer. You get hyped for the opening of the season. It's such a, a, a big thing on the opener, and we get punched in the gut. And they literally have responded with, like, our whole group in our locker room is like, all right, let's learn. Let's not have that loss go in vain. Let's get better. And they've just been resilient. And we've been getting better and better. We've been staying together. Um, we've been intentional on, like, trying to improve the little things and taking care of the ball. Um, and that's what I love about this team. And, and, I, and I'll say this, you know, they, they really have a hunger that there's a huge room for improvement. And that's a good sign, too. They showed some toughness. I mean, every game, especially the Seton Hall and Ole Miss games, those guys put some runs on you, got really physical with you. Um, for your guys to answer, I would imagine that that had to make you proud. Absolutely. All three games. Even Nebraska, it got dicey because they went to this this funky zone they haven't showed. It was like a, a, a tandem into a man sometimes, a tandem into a zone. And just had to figure that out. And then we ended up figuring it out and scored seven of the eight last possessions. Um, and then the same thing, like you just said, with Seton Hall um, and Ole Miss, just it was like a Big 12 opponent. just so physical, big, worm protectors. Um, and we fought through that. And, and the other thing is, you and I have talked about it. I've talked about a lot of different things. And on the last four minutes of the game, you know, you got to get stops. And, you know, the South Alabama, they didn't score the last four minutes. Um, Old Miss game. They didn't score the last four minutes. And you really got to tighten your defense up when the game's on the line like that. And, uh, and that's what I, I felt, you know, our guys really did. Um, selfish is the wrong word, so maybe you can help me come up with the, the right terminology here. But Grant Sherfield was fantastic for you early in the season. He was your leading scorer. But it felt like he, to me anyway, it felt like at times maybe he was a little too unselfish. And when you were in Orlando, he wasn't as afraid to go score and be the man, you know, in the big moments. Uh, do you agree with that? And then, you know, just that felt like, oh, okay, this is what Grant Sherfield can do. You know what? It's, it's more of he's been taking what they give him. There's been a couple defenses that have just – the whole entire game plan is to stop him. And he was uh, – you know, and then he was passing this. We had eight assists two games in a row. In the Seton Hall game, you know, they were really fanning out, and he could get to the paint when he wanted, and he just – then he scored 25. Um, Old Miss, he came out cooking, and then they were just – they wouldn't let him breathe. And we, then we, we, we went to a second ball – second and third ball handlers. I played the lineup of Los, Bijan, and Grant because they were almost face-guarding Grant and not letting them catch it. So we put him in the corner – and then we did, kept on doing that screen and roll, and they didn't have anybody to tag the roll. And, like, Sam and Grant got three layups. Then they were going on the big, and then Bijan got to the rim, like, two or three times. And so even though Grant wasn't involved in that, he was a huge factor because they couldn't have any help. They were just almost face guarding him. So we put him in the opposite wing to where they couldn't tag and help. So he's, been, he's, doing, what, he's doing what it needs to be done, which is yeah. really a good sign. How about Bijan on Sunday, Coach? 
man, is he he's really good at uh, changing paces. And uh, you know, he was going downhill with a pace, waiting that waiting for Sam to roll past him, and he was he was making the big play him, and kept on going downhill, downhill, and then when the big committed, he tear dropped it over his head for a couple layups. And then he kept on going downhill, and the big started going to the other big, and then he laid it up off the glass. He really made some smart change of pace. You know, they always say, like, there was 20 NBA scouts at every one of our games. And just talking to guys at that level, they always think college guys are too sped up. They go too fast. They can't see what's there. And Bijan played with a nice change of pace on those ball screens. When he had it, then he accelerated like a a tailback through a hole to the rim, and then he had a pace to to see the hole. I thought he really did well, and, and Milo's the same way. Milo Suzan had five assists, no turnovers in the Seton Hall game as a true freshman. And I've been saying all along, man, when you get ball handlers that can pass, those three can pass. And I just think Bijan and Lowe's defense and Grant, from the beginning, they all knew that was an area those three had to improve on, and they're making strides. Yeah, you got three really good ball handlers. Uh, Bijan's ability to finish around the rim with either hand is – is a lot of fun. I feel like he just takes everybody by surprise when he gets out there on the court. And then Los, I think every assist is left-handed for him. He makes some of the most unbelievable left-handed passes cross court. It's a lot of fun. The one guy that I feel like kind of hasn't figured out where he fits in yet is Joe Bamiso. Yeah, and to his credit, he's staying positive. And oh, I, I met with him like twice in Orlando in the hotel just to pour into him. And be like, man, Joe, I know it's killing you, but I, one, thank you for not letting that bot affect the team. He hasn't let the fact that he hasn't got the minutes he wants affect the team. He's still positive in the locker room, and I, I, so I thanked him for that. The second thing I told him is keep going, man. Good things happen, just keep plugging away. You know, keep your mind right and your game's right. And that's anything in life. Um, it's how you think, it's how you feel. And uh, so I, I still have, I still feel like he's going to, uh, he's a guy that has the, Ability, the size, athleticism, the length to really help us in the Big 12 when we start getting to all these top 15 teams and uh, just figuring out the defenses and the offenses. But, I mean, A-plus human being, and he's handling it as an A-plus, like coming to work every day, trying to keep his mind right. And he, it's gonna, that, that's going to pay off more times than not. And uh, so I'm really, really pulling for him to, to – seize his opportunity it's only tuesday and you don't play them till saturday but do you have any early thoughts on villanova yes blue blood i mean they got guys that started in the final four last year um and uh they they lost a couple tough ones in that pk classic and uh they they just lost a couple tough ones but they've got championship blood in them um got to play at their turf uh and it's going to be a great game for us. Um, they got some veteran guys that have started in the Final Four. Um, and just, it's just for us is to put, put that one in the bank and get back to work this week. We took yesterday off um, and get back to work and preparing for, for Villanova. Are you a cheesesteak guy? Am I a cheesesteak guy? No. No. You don't like Philly cheesesteaks? I mean, I mean, of course you like them. I mean, like, if I'm going to have a choice between a, a Philly cheesesteak and a Portillo's Italian beef combo from Chicago dipped at Portillo's, I'm going for the go. Italian beef is, combo with the sausage in it. But we're not going to be in Chicago, Coach. We're going to be in Philadelphia. Ship, see, I don't have any steak in Portillo's. I have zero. But you can get that stuff shipped in. 
You can get that shit. Right. Maybe that's what I'll get you for Christmas, Toby. I'll get I like you, that I'll get idea you a lot. Pillows we, flown in, beef combos. TJ, we have reached the point in our relationship where the coach is sending you food, you food for Christmas. He knows we you. Find, yeah. Yes, we exactly, he knows me. That's exactly right. All right. I accept your gift, Coach. I accept. Uh, congratulations. Right, that was a lot of fun to watch your team down there. I think Sooner fans are really excited about things. And I uh, can't wait to see you play up in Philly. Thanks, Coach. Well, get everyone to come to LNC next week, too, for UMKC. we got to fill that place, guys. we got to get these guys a home court advantage. So I appreciate it. Go Boomer Sooner. See you, Coach. Hey, the Kangaroos hopping into town next Tuesday night. Kangaroos. <laughs> what a great nickname, huh? No, it is. The, it is. It always Kansas makes me laugh every time Roos. I hear them. Yeah. They'll be here next Tuesday night. That's your next home game, Sooner fans. Next Tuesday night, the Kansas City Roos will be here. Tulsa, right around the corner, coming your way a week from Saturday for that big Arkansas game. Now, that team is good, TJ. And they're mad about last year. Eric Musselman got ejected last year. OU beat him by double digits. Arkansas is a Final Four caliber team again this year. That's going to be a war. But Tulsa, if you don't have your ticket, you Sooner fans, you saw how many Hog fans came across into that arena last year. They had you outnumbered. So get your tickets now for the BOK Center. And call all the Sooner fans you know up in the 918. And you don't have to live in Tulsa. It, if you're an Oklahoma City or Norman resident or whatever, it's not that bad of a drive. It'll be a fun game a week from Saturday uh, up in Tulsa, that's for sure. And then they got uh, teach, They got Florida later this month or, or later in December. It's not quite December. In that Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. Um. And the end of the month, the Big 12 opener on New Year's Eve is the Texas Longhorns in town. So a big, big, big month of December on the docket. They don't have a ton of games in December. You know, they kind of the schedule slows down. It's like seven, eight games, something like that. But some big-time opponents mixed here. Villanova, Arkansas, Florida, Texas. All coming up in the month of December. It'll be fun. I don't know. How, how did you feel about his uh, Philly cheesesteak answer? I feel like that was kind of a politician avoiding. Like I, I wasn't asking him anything about Chicago. You know, right? I think his thought was like he, like he was going to be cheating on Chicago. Nothing compared to, to Chicago, like, right? <laughs> I can't admit I like a Philly cheesesteak if I'm from Chicago. Come on. I like a deep dish pizza. I don't feel like I'm cheating on Oklahoma City for saying that, you know? Well, I don't think Oklahoma City is known for their deep dish pizza. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm admitting I like a Chicago deep dish pizza. Oh, I got you. I got you. But he could admit he likes a Philly cheesesteak, and that's not going to – anyway. Hey, listen, if I'm going to get some – Whatever that was, he it said. It sounded like it worked yourself into some free uh, beef beef. uh, sandwiches or whatever they were. It worked out well, yeah. We'll be back.